When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 160. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Compass Classroom. Now, if you have high schoolers and you need to outsource some of the teaching, then I want you to check out Compass Classroom. They have so many wonderful, amazing courses, but we are especially fond of Visual Latin. Their Visual Latin is for anyone ages 10 and up, but we used it for our high schooler last year, and it was a hit. We've had so much trouble with foreign language in high school, in our homeschool. I don't know if you can relate to that challenge, but Visual Latin is amazing. Your child really does learn Latin. They're reading from the Latin Vulgate Bible, and the teacher is just amazing. I mean, You know how a teacher can make or break a class? Well, your kids will love this teacher. My boys are not, you know, easily swayed to really love online classes and teachers, but my son really loved this teacher and he did an amazing job teaching Latin. So all of that to say, our friends at Compass Classroom are giving away a digital version of either Visual Latin 1 or Visual Latin 2. This is a $100 value. So I want you to head on over to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 160, and I will have a link to that giveaway, and it's only a limited time, so make sure you head on over there and check it out and enter, because if you need a foreign language component in your homeschool, Visual Latin is an awesome choice, and that's an amazing prize. You can win the whole digital version of Visual Latin 1 or Visual Latin 2. But for the rest of you who want to check out our experiences with Visual Latin, I have a link to that review. Plus, there's a special coupon code that you can use by the end of May, and it's MOXIE10. And when you use that code, you'll get 10% off at checkout. So thanks, Compass Classroom, for offering this amazing giveaway to our listeners. Hello and welcome to episode 160. As always, you can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 160. Today, I wanted to talk about transitioning to teaching a high schooler. So if you've been homeschooling for any length of time and you've mainly had kids in the K through eight age range, and you're staring high school in the face for the first time, I want this episode to be very helpful and practical for you. And those of you who still have kids in elementary school, it's never too early to start to think about high school, not make super concrete plans or anything, but just to start to realize the mindset shifts that will need to happen by then and some of the goals to have in place in your homeschool so that that transition to high school will be a lot smoother. 
So let's talk about some things. First of all, let's talk about roles. I've talked about this before, but it's worth repeating. You know, roles between student and homeschool parent do change throughout the years. You know what it's like when your kids are young. It's very parent intensive. You have to teach those kids how to read. They really depend on you to get them through their homeschool day. But the goal is that by the time they reach high school, they're pretty much going to be independent learners. They're going to be teaching themselves, or at least you're going to be outsourcing it to online classes. I mean, you're preparing them for life, maybe for post high school studies and university, and they do need to be independent learners. And so you're gradually working on that role reversal throughout the years. So as your responsibility goes down as the parent, their responsibility for their own education goes up. And then as the independence is really low in the early years, the independence goes way up in the high school years. So you're you're working yourself out of a job. You're still the homeschool mom, you're still finding resources, you're still helping them lay out the right coursework, you know, the right path forward. You're still helping them in all those ways, but you're probably not sitting down with them every day and working through lessons with them the same way you did when they were in kindergarten or first grade. And so there are differences in those roles throughout the years. So as long as you keep that in mind, that's going to help you reach high school and be in a better place. If you know that that's the way it's supposed to be, that's the best way for it to be you know, start planning ahead, even as far as your mindset, see how you can outsource or like get them more independent, even into the middle school years so that that transition to high school is smoother. So let's talk about some, maybe say five top tips that I would give you for the high school years. So the first one is setting up expectations. So when you start high school, well, before you start high school, you really do want to have a plan. You want to know what's going on, but you're also setting up expectations. And you know, it's always easier to loosen up as you go. It's harder to tighten those expectations and require more than you did at the beginning, right? And so I, you know, start with high expectations. You can always loosen, like I said, but you know, what is the time required for your student to, to work on each course? You know, what's required for them to earn credits on the transcript. And so set up those expectations. How do you expect them to keep track of their grades? Do you expect them to turn in work every day? Do you expect them to check in with you? Um, how do they know what's required? Are you are they keeping their whole schedule? Are you doing it for them a little bit on Trello and they're checking in? Like all those things need figured out before you start the high school years because it will be quite different than K through eight. Here's another top tip is before you start, make sure you know the graduation requirements for your state because the worst thing ever is to get to your senior year and realize that you're short you know, one of the required graduation credits. So make sure you get those things in line, know the legal requirements, know what's required before you start. The third top tip would be, I would say, have your child be responsible for keeping track of their ongoing grade in that class. Now, that doesn't mean that they grade everything themselves. You would probably grade stuff, but then you return it to them and they have a grade sheet where for every class, they keep track of, okay, I got this on the quiz or the test or the paper or whatever the assignment is, and they're keeping a running grade. And I've talked through this before and I have it on my in um, different posts I've done, but we use a grading sheet and my kids keep track so that any time during the year we can look and see, oh, right now you have a 90 in that class. Because the thing is, 
high school's different for a lot of us because a lot of us in K through eight, we don't give grades. We don't have a report card. And I've talked about this before as well. But in high school, most of us need those grades because we need something on the transcript. And most of us aren't going to just go around and give our kids A pluses and everything. That just does not seem very objective. doesn't look really good when you're you're applying to college that the homeschooler has an A plus in every class. It's kind of not, probably not realistic. So you're going to want some, you know, objective grades. So I, my recommendation is have your kids keep track of those themselves. So I do have a grading sheet I use, and I'll link to that in the show notes as well as keeping a transcript as you go. And that's really easy to do with a template that you can type right into. So I'll link that as well. So I would say that's my third top tip. Make sure you're all set with how you're going to do the grades, keep track of them and the transcript. Number four is I would say choosing the right curriculum and courses and plan of study is really important almost before you start high school. Like I said, you don't want to wait until you know, you're halfway in and then fit, say, okay, what's required to graduate? You want to kind of have a high school plan before you even get to high school. So if you don't have kids in high school yet, and they're still in upper elementary or middle school, it's a great time for you to even start mapping out ninth through 12th grade before they even hit ninth grade. And that way you have a general plan. Doesn't mean you're stuck with it. You can always change it. But that way, as you're starting to gain awareness of like, okay, which curriculum comes companies are out there that might offer great resources for high school, you can start getting to know them way before you need to purchase stuff. And that really helps so that you don't feel, you know, at the very last minute, oh no, I need to find everything for high school. And I've never thought about it before. So that's, those are the, my top tips, I guess, for transitioning to teaching a high schooler. It really is the mindset changes because the roles change. It really is practical in that you need to know how you're going to keep track of grades, get that transcript like as an ongoing thing, make sure you're keeping up with that. And then also choosing, um, mapping out ninth through 12th grade before you get there. But I guess I should also just, um, enunciate a little bit here. Choosing the right curriculum also includes finding curriculum that's written for a homeschool setting. Sometimes we've used curriculum that was really written for a school setting and it was really clunky and hard to use well because it expected that you were going to have a teacher teach you the stuff. Like we've done this with foreign language before too. And this is why I really love visual Latin because it's made for the homeschool market. Um, you know, if you don't have a teacher teaching some subjects, it's, it is a little bit harder for your student, for some students to be totally independent. And so, you know, I would look for something that is written for the homeschool market. That's usually going to be a better fit for a student in a homeschool than something written for a traditional classroom would be. So those are just some of the tips I would say with getting into teaching high school. Now, I'd like to finish with a bit of encouragement because I know some of you with really little kids, you're staring down high school. It might not be for another 10 years that you get there and you are dreading it. And you're like, how in the world am I going to do algebra and you know biology? Like This sounds really difficult. But I actually want you to know that it can be easier to homeschool high school than it is to homeschool elementary. Now, listen, we started way back at the beginning. We only had four kids at first before when we started, four boys, and we started our oldest in kindergarten. We had the full house and the baby and the toddler and the preschooler, and we had to juggle everyone. And, you know, we kept going. 
And now we're on the other side of it for some of our kids. Um, I went from homeschooling five kids just a few years ago to this year was homeschooling four. Next year, I'm going to be homeschooling three. The next year, I'm homeschooling two. And then I have a few years before I go down to one. But it really, I mean, from being able to see the whole spectrum of homeschooling kindergarten all the way through graduation, I'm going to say having high schoolers is awesome. <laughs> like, it really is. So if you put in the work and work toward that independence and them taking responsibility, there is not as much pressure on you as the homeschool mom to make sure everyone's keeping up. I mean, you are the cheerleader and you are the mentor and you are making sure things are done, being done well, but it's not as exhausting as it was when they were all little. No one could get stuff done unless I sat and helped them because they couldn't read yet and all that stuff. So I'm just going to say to you who have all these little kids and you're like, how am I going to homeschool high school? I think it's probably going to be easier for you. So take a little encouragement with that. The other thing we love about homeschooling high school is the opportunity for dual enrollment. And we've had friends that have done this as well. When your kids graduate, I mean, some kids are graduating with associate's degrees already, depending on where you get the, you know, the, uh, the, the dual enrollment credit from, you might even graduate with something. My kids have gone to university and they have their, you know, they have enough credits to cancel one year off. You know, they enter university as a sophomore. They've done everything for the freshman year and they did it in high school. And we counted it toward high school and it would counted toward college credit as well. So dual enrollment is a really great way to save money on college, to take some challenging courses while you're still at home, but, you know, get a flavor for college and get some of those credits out of the way. Um, the other thing I love about homeschooling high school is I think our kids really have a lot of opportunities to grow in maturity and responsibility. My kids have been able to do a lot of working on the side and getting up to like manager positions in their place of employment. And I don't know that they would have had the time to put into that if they were really involved in high school, like a traditional high school. But because we could arrange our schedule, you know, they could they could get all their schoolwork done four days a week and they could work on Fridays, you know, all day long. They're around, you know, all ages of people. They're getting that social interaction and, you know, and they're having a great work ethic as they go. So I love that aspect. They grow in maturity and responsibility if you, you know, set up things to be that way. Um also, your kids can pursue internships. You know, they can start a business. They can work, like I said, or if they have certain interests, you know, maybe some of your musical kids, they're going to have a lot more time to practice than they would if they were at school all day in a traditional setting. So, I mean, there's just all different ways you can look at this, at all the opportunities your kids have when they're teenagers to be able to craft their own education um, really to fit their passions, to fit their future plans, to give them experiences they wouldn't have had in the classroom, or even just to earn money and work a little bit more than they would have normally. So take heart. I think high school is an amazing time to still continue homeschooling. I'm so glad that we kept going. I We never intended to stop, but I'm just saying like some people say, well, we'll homeschool the younger years and then definitely in high school, they need to go back to school. I don't think so. Like I think look at the pros and cons and you might find that homeschooling through the high school years gives you so many advantages. So I really, I, I love it. 
It's been my favorite time ever to homeschool is when I have all these high schoolers in my house. It's really fun. So these are just some of the things I wanted to share with you today about transitioning to teaching a high schooler. Remember, you know, you are at the perfect spot if you don't have a high schooler yet to get prepped. And I will link to a bunch of helpful things in the show notes as far as using Trello to help you, scheduling pages for your high schooler, um, electives you could use, what curriculum has worked for us over the years. If you need any help in those areas, I will link to those in the show notes as well. So remember, you can find everything at 41more.com forward slash 160. And don't forget to enter this awesome giveaway from our friends at Compass Classroom. They're giving away a digital version of Visual Latin 1 or Visual Latin 2. Plus, they have an exclusive coupon code for you. And I will link to everything in the show notes as always at 41more.com forward slash 160. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you have a really awesome week. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.